Welcome back to the Stars Made Me Do It special magical book club edition. We have our second ever author here. We have Sarah Robinson here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. It is, it is an honor, absolute honor. <laughs> that just makes me so happy. And the book that we read of yours for our magical book club, which was our second nonfiction book, was Yoga for Witches. And it was it was such a fun, but also really like I learned a lot, but at the same time, it was a really, it just, I enjoyed the whole process of reading it, let's say. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good. I was hoping, you know, when people read the books, one of the things people sometimes say is that it's kind of, some of it's quite basic, some of it's quite beginner. And that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted to start at the beginning of this conversation. So I think some people who read it will be like, oh yeah, I kind of knew that, but that's kind of interesting or yes. this new thing. So that's exactly, that's exactly it. Because I feel like I've, I've read, you know, a good amount of like basic, I don't know, let's say witchy or magical type of books, but at the same time, I learned so many new things reading this book. So it's, and there were some people in our book club who this was one of the first type of magical books that they read. So, you know, it was a... Uh... <laughs> So that's a real honor. That's like a big responsibility. Like, oh my gosh, if this is the first, it's like the first yoga class you go to. Like, yes. if it's not good or you don't vibe with the teacher, you might never go back. So it's like the real pressure. Like, oh gosh, I hope, I hope it's okay. Yes. No. Absolutely. And and some of the book club members were like, I, I tried the ritual in it, and so the manifestation ritual. We had a book club member who did it, and and it was like one of their first time really using tarot cards with it too. And then they they got the job basically, like they manifested this job and they got the job. So there was a yeah, it was a success all around. <laughs> so lovely, yay! <laughs> but uh, but for maybe anybody who is like, oh, this sounds interesting. I haven't read it yet. Like, would you just like tell us a little bit maybe about you or about this book in general? Sure. So um, uh, I was going to say, so my name's Sarah Robinson. You know that already. <laughs> Honestly, gosh, it's not from the beginning. Um, so I'm a yoga teacher, um, have been a yoga teacher for about 10 years now, um, but started yoga when I was very young, when I was, was about seven. Um, and growing up in England and especially growing up kind of around the West Country, which is a, a very kind of folksy sort of place. Um, okay. I suppose the kind of idea of it, it was a long journey, but very long story short, the idea of kind of weaving together folk magic and witchy practices with my love of yoga was kind of the, the seed that started the book and how we might kind of, for many of us in the West, we're very fond of yoga, um, but it is not of our culture. Um, so to bring these lovely ideas and kind of weave them together with kind of some of our practices here, you know, England is the kind of sort of originator perhaps you might say of kind of religions like Wicca and witchcraft and, and folk practice and uh, so my hope was to sort of weave it together not to create something new as such but to say oh, let's go back to the beginning of these practices and, and visit how we might find our our own our own power our own empowerment within within yoga within witchcraft practices and, and you can come to that as a complete beginner as some of your, your readers did um, or you might come as a kind of a more experienced practitioner but maybe kind of come back to some of the basics like what what is yoga what can it mean for me what is magic what can it, it do for me yeah. how can we kind of bring it all together so that was the the kind of the seed of the idea um, that kind of draw from just kind of my my personal history I guess um, 
it took a very long time to figure how all that might all come together but uh but we got there which but is it great. did and, and, and now we have the book yoga for witches which is um yeah it was it was the first ever book I've written and I kind of just kind of gave these scraps of chapters to the publisher I really liked and was like I've got this sort of idea but I'm not sure luckily they kind of saw the potential of it and yeah. um, kind of helped they really helped me put it all together and kind of weave it in a way that kind of makes sense and you know reads nicely so um yeah, the yeah. way that the way that it's broken up, I like it too. Like with all, I have a question later on for you about this, oh, yeah. but um, just the different <laughs> the different sections of it. I liked how it was like daily magic and different types of magic, and there was sections like more on yoga, more on magic, but it's all um, and in an accessible way. Like it's you know this is something that you can find in daily life too. And, and for someone who's new to yoga, I, I am a, you know, I'm a yoga with Adrian YouTube yoga person. And, oh my God. She is uh, amazing. Her. She's a yeah. goddess. Yes. Adrian, we love her. <laughs> yes. And that's something where like, that was kind of my, my experience with it. And I loved getting to, I don't know, learn, learn more behind it because one of our, one of our book club members and one of my podcast hosts, Martha, she is a yoga teacher. And one of her specialties is uh, bringing astrology into yoga. And so the more that I talk with her about it and I've done class with her and like other in-person classes, I realized what a benefit it is in such a bigger world than just my little YouTube kind of, you know, section. And and what I wanted to ask you about uh, is I know in the book, you right away got into why you called it yoga for witches. And so that was something where I, I wanted to ask you about, you know, how did you come to that? Like, it has to have witches in the title. How did you come to that? So I started with when I just had my little scraps, I knew I wanted to kind of bring magic into it. And actually, it's funny, you're not funny. That's not the right word, but um, it's lovely that you're yoga teacher friend also uses astrology and things because so many of my yoga teacher friends were kind of once you're kind of in that idea of kind of spirituality and connection you do tend to bring start to bring yeah. in your own passions so it might be oracle cards or crystal singing bowls or and it's that lovely kind of what are the other things that really kind of uh, inspire me and how can I bring that into my yoga practice um, so I think a lot of yoga teachers are actually already doing this which yes, is it's yes. kind of fun it's like you guys are bringing your own magic so you kind of you've already started and in encouraging people to to see yoga as more than just poses more than just balances more than just fancy poses you'll see on Instagram you know it's so much more than that and I think if any spiritual practice that that we also work with that we can kind of bring it in and kind of show that this you know there's this world of world of wonder <laughs> within <laughs> yoga um that's great so that's awesome and then and then we were talking about the title uh, so, <laughs> so I wanted to do the yoga and I I did a lot of um I had my lovely goddess oracle cards and often in a yoga class at the end of the meditation I'd be like right let's let's pull three cards or let's pull a card to inspire our meditation for the day and maybe that will be our theme so I started with kind of yoga and goddesses for a little while mm -hmm. um so those were the two words but then as I was kind of working through I suppose it kind of a kind of just came to me I suppose that kind of goddesses are beautiful and they kind of watch over and they're very inspiring but then when it comes to kind of having your hands in the earth and really kind of getting getting in there that's witches you know they're the practical ones they're the the workers of the land and the earth and things so I think it just kind of came to me that actually it couldn't be yoga for goddesses it had to be yoga for witches and yeah. the goddesses are still in there but um 
and then as soon as I had yoga for witches I was like that's that's definitely it like yeah and basically when I went to the publishers I was like I've got a title and I've got a couple of crappy chapters <laughs> and she was like it's fine the title's perfect it'll do you know we, we can figure everything else out so the title was like the thing and then from there it kind of I built it all kind of around that after that. So. Yeah, no, I lo- I love that. It was, I actually first saw this book in French because I'm France based and I was in, um, I think oh. it was nature, uh, nature découverte, the store or something like that. And I was in the, the yoga section and I saw uh, yoga pour les sorcières. And I was just like, are you kidding me? There's a witchy yoga book in French. And I immediately went to it and I started flipping through it and I can read in French, but I just don't don't get the same pleasure as reading in English. Mm. So I was considering, I'm like, do I want to get this? Let me see if it's, if it was originally written in French, I was going to go for it in French. But then I found that it was originally written in English. I was like, okay, nope, we're getting, we're going to do it in English. And I actually sent it to my friend that I, my co-host Martha that I talked about uh, because she's a yoga teacher. She was like, this sounds amazing. I'm getting it right away. And then it was after that, that magical book club came about. So it just went on that list and, and it was the, everyone voted for it for our, uh, for our second book book club book. And I loved that. That was just something really cool actually to see in French first, because I feel like in the, you know, in my American world, and I, I think the esoteric side of things are a lot more accessible and I'm finding them more and more in France. And it's every time I see something that's a little witchy and a little bit uh, magical, I get extra excited. And so that was something that was really cool. That kind of just grabbed me right away. And then to find out that, oh my gosh, it's originally written in English. Let's go for it. And, um, and yeah, so I love that it's witches in the title too, because it's, you know, it's along the lines of a magical book club, but at the same time, you don't have to, I think part of this book made you realize that you don't have to, even if you've never considered yourself, oh, I'm a witch. It's like, oh, but I do all these little things and maybe I am a witch and maybe that's actually really exciting. <laughs> and, and that whole element of it was, was really cool to discover through the book. That's wonderful. I'm, I was so delighted when we got a French publisher for the book because the idea of the book in a little Parisian bookshop just, yes. you know, <laughs> just lit me up with inspiration. I was like, oh my God, I just want to go and swan around Paris and see my book in bookshops. And just, well, I'm so jealous happened. of you wandering around Paris bookshops. <laughs> it happened. That, yeah, that was the first time I saw it. And um, when, when would you say you first started calling yourself a witch or considering yourself a witch? So this is an interesting one. I suppose, as you said, within the book, it's kind of, it's very much like, um, was it Emma Howarth who did your first? Yes. Yeah. book club she was very much when I was listening to her I was like gosh she's so I so vibe with this woman like she's so cool but um the whole idea of kind of the magic in the mundane and the very everyday because what we do day to day it is magic and, and seeing that and kind of being enchanted with with our, our day-to-day life is is so important I think for you know finding our path and <laughs> being uh being connected and mindful of, about the way we uh live our lives and I've already forgotten the question that you asked me about calling yourself a witch (laughs) calling myself a witch there we go um this is an interesting one I've got to say I I'm I'm writing a a current book at the moment and I kind of did this little bit about calling myself a witch because I think the more the more you research into kind of the history of, of, of witchcraft and there's some beautiful bits in it but there's some horrible bits you know the witch trials were just so awful and it was you know, many thousands of women would have done anything not to be called a witch. And, you know, it was uh, such a horrible time and kind of nothing they said 
was listened to you know if they said they were a witch then they were said you know they're crazy mm -hmm. they're strange if they said they weren't a witch oh you're lying you're definitely hanging out with the devil so you just you couldn't you just no one was listening so it is lovely now as as people if we want to step forward and say i'm a witch that is your power and you can do that and it's lovely you can say no, I'm not a witch, but I love this kind of this world and I'm really interested in it. Or you can say, you know what, I'm not actually sure. And that's okay because our lives no longer, for the most part, we're very yes. lucky here, obviously in the Western world, our lives no longer hang in the balance of, of knowing. And it's okay to not quite know or to still be exploring the ideas. So I think I'm just kind of immersing myself in the world. And some days I feel very witchy, some days, some days I really don't. And I'm okay with not not naming it or not being able to name it sometimes. I love that. And I, I think I didn't even know I related to that till you said it out loud. <laughs> you know, I, I really, I really get what you mean because I've always like been a very magical person. My mom is very magical, intuitive. You know, she's the one who got me into crystal everything. And, and so Wonderful. I would definitely consider her like a, a you know, a gem witch, mm -hmm. but at the same time, when you're, I don't know, in, in everyday life, when you're, it just doesn't always seem like 100% of the time that is me. Like, I, I just, I really like the idea of an ebbing and flowing of it. And the fact that we don't have to put labels on that part of like, you know, I, I'm this multifaceted. I have a million hobbies. I have a million hobbies. It's wild how many random hobbies I have. <laughs> and so I always like, I guess kind of felt a pressure of, oh, but you have to be good at one thing. Like what's the one mm -hmm. thing that you're good at? And it's like, well, I wanted to play like seven instruments. So I did that instead of, you know, whatever it was, you know? So, so I think cool. that that's a really good way of putting it. Like, I like the witchy stuff. And sometimes I feel like, yes, I am this, like, I am this witch. I have my, you know, my candle set up and my cards and, and my whole like astrology charts. But other days it's like, I'm going to go on a run and then I'm going to crochet and do none of that. You know? So I think that uh, I like that, that ebbing and flowing of it that you just mentioned. Yeah, I think in a, in a world that really wants to kind of define you as something, it is a very witchy thing indeed to be like, nope, you yeah. can't, I, I was born to ride the hedges between worlds, you know, you can't yes. define me and I'm fine with that, you know, I'm just following the things that inspire me and delight me and... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was also going to ask you what, like, I know you just mentioned the the goddess cards, like the Oracle cards mm -hmm. that you would pull in your classes, but that was something that I found super unique to this book was that you had all this goddess information and at the end of it. Um, in our last book club, uh, people who wanted to like research a goddess came and brought a little bit of information about, uh, goddesses. And I looked up, uh, Artemis because I I'm an I'm an archer and I always am so inspired by the the goddess with the bow and arrow and everything so that was you know what I looked into and found a lot of cool information but what was it the oracle deck that you brought that inspired all the goddesses have you always been now I know it was maybe part of the title but what that was such a huge part of your book where did that where did that piece come from I suppose I think I've been asked this question before and honestly it didn't even occur to me that it was a choice at the time. It was like, <laughs> I just, of course the goddesses were going to be in there. So I'm not even sure that I, I took a sensible kind of considered approach to it. I was just like, I love working with the goddesses. They've always been kind of present in my practice. I have always, you know, I studied yoga when I was about seven. And I think I also just kind of fell in love with all the kind of the stories of Greek and Roman myth. And Oh, yes. I live around Bath where the kind of the, the Roman history is very present. There's, there's still statues of goddesses and kind of ancient carvings around. So it's kind of, they're kind of quite present. 
there ish mm. if you know if you're looking for it um so I suppose yeah I suppose it was it was never really a conscious choice but it's also a, it was a very personal part of me I suppose that was in the book because I just love this idea of um of how we as humans have kind of created inspiration and hope and paths of connection and we've done that via yoga um, in, the, in the East, we've done it via creating these beautiful deities. We've done it by, you know, creating these practices. So it's, it's all these lovely ways we as humans have created really, really beautiful things to, to inspire us and to, to help guide us. So it just, the whole thing just kind of, it felt that they should, should be in there <laughs> um, yeah. amongst everything, even though, you know, it made sense in my head and, and hopefully it kind of all, all came together in the book. But um, yeah, partly it was just me, me wanting to bring the goddesses in. I know that's, that's the best answer of I did. It wasn't even a choice. I, I completely, I can relate to that so much. Oh, I didn't even think about it. I just did it. It, it just, that's what was happening. Yeah, I have again. no witty answer. I just, <laughs> just, it, just, it was there. It just happened. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. I, I feel like I have a very, you know, uh, just, American, also whitewashed understanding of many of the goddesses that, you know, I, the Greek and Roman mythology was what I kind of grew up knowing about goddesses. That's, that's what I knew. And I love that I got to learn about so many different ones and from all around the world. And it just made me realize uh, how many different goddesses and, and, you know, deities that are out there that I never I never heard of and I never, and there's gotta be so many more. So that, that was just a really cool piece of, I, like I said, I, I had some, I've read some books on different magical and witchy things, but that was, I've never, I've never learned about any of that. And I loved how it tied into every chapter. So that was, I'm, I'm glad it just happened. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I also wanted to talk about, especially the, like, like I said, so if you haven't read the book, uh, the different chapters, I'm going to go to your table of contents real quick. It's like broken up in between like energy, magic, grounding. Oh, I needed the grounding one. When we got to the grounding chapter, I um, I had a reading from someone who does human design. And um, and what main thing that she told me was that I really need to work on my grounding. And then we started reading your book and there was a chapter on grounding. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I hear you universe. But uh, there's also like this meditation magic, daily magic. Uh, and then there was the moon, sun and earth magic. And that was something that I just thought was the coolest thing to read about because I, I love the idea I like, I'm here for moon magic. I, you know, I'm an astrologer. I am so here for like, I, the thing that got me really into astrology was when I found that I have a Capricorn moon. I was like, oh, it makes so much sense. And so the moon magic, I was really excited about, but then with the sun and the earth magic, that was something that also I never read about. And I never thought it just, you think, I don't know, with like, again, with going back to not being defined with like the types of witchy things you think, okay, we got to have a moon circle with like, you know, in our uh, very witchy outfits to be this type of, you know, uh, sorceress. And I am, I'm also here for that, but at the same time in the sunshine, just like making it like brought this element of having an everyday type of magic that's available to you because you don't have to, oh, I have to make sure to go outside tonight. It's like, no, the sun's shining. We can add some magic to that. And the earth part of it, actually, I, I just really, really, really related to that because I'm, I, half of my astrology chart is in earth and I never related to like, I, I am not the kitchen, witch. I am not the herb person. I'm like, 
I'm going to have plants. I'm going to keep them alive. You know, I'm going to try my best. But when you mentioned like the fairies and gnomes part of the, the earth magic, like I was the kid outside, like building fairy houses. And I, that was the first time I ever felt connected to earth magic was reading your earth chapter where I was like, oh my God, it doesn't have to be a kitchen witch to be this, this earthy person. It's like, I can love to have gnomes and fairies in my yard. Yeah. Oh, the, the fairies, the good people, the good neighbors, you know, it's, it's, um, fairy law is really yeah. strong in England, in Ireland, in Wales, in Scotland, nearby, you know, in Iceland and, and, and Norway, you know, it's, it's really here, um, which is lovely because it, it kind of, um, maybe that helps share kind of, uh, our kind of, our particular flavor of earth magic yes. often involves, um, kind of earth spirits in the face. So it's lovely that that's kind of, if that's new to people, that's a really nice. Um, yeah, trip. I guess I guess it ne- wasn't necessarily new to me as it was. I, I never put it in a category of earth magic before. It was like there are fairies or I when I was little, I was obsessed with fairies mm. and I still love the idea of fairies. And, and and I was like, wow, that really is earth magic. And that's how I connected to it. I guess, you know, thinking of uh, different you know, some people really need to like, I'm digging in the earth. I am planting mm-hmm. things I am, or I am cooking something, but that was my, my biggest connection to that. So like what, how, I guess with the moon and then the sun and earth magic, is that something that, that came up with like your daily, you know, how you, how you maybe have a daily ritual, daily routine with, with magical things or how, how did the, I just love that you had the sun and the earth in there. And so I want to know more. <laughs> It's, thank you again I've got to remember to say thank you every time because people say these lovely things about the book and I'm always so stunned that people are like oh, oh, oh. So anyway thank you um yeah I suppose this is the beauty this is the beauty of bringing things together like the idea of the fairies and, and the earth magic you're like oh gosh I could bring them together that's lovely and then you know I think uh, you know traditionally in quotation marks we, we connect you know witches to the moon and the night um but then in yoga practice you know Saraya Namaskara the salutations to the sun you know that was a, you know that's a very foundational practice and a lot of people who do yoga absolutely know the sun salutations so it's like okay well obviously ancient yogis they saw the magic in the sun so maybe I want to bring some of my practice into the light maybe I want to you know start my day with some sun salutations or you know a little ritual so it's kind of bringing it all together and like finding the bits that really work for you and really inspire you and help you find your practice and I suppose that's the essence of it is finding your practice which is you know going to be different for everybody everyone's going to be inspired by different things and and find connection in different things and you know at different times in different seasons so it's it's this ever-changing thing and I suppose these kind of anchor points like the earth and the sun and the moon can help us kind of find our find our place find our practice um and Yes, beautifully, there is. there are the sun salutations, there are also moon salutations in yoga, and there are earth salutations. So it kind of, it made sense to create the, that, that triple of the, uh, those chapters, because then it's, um, I can share the, the yoga routine, should you wish to do that, or you might want to do a little ritual, might want to do a little spell. So yeah, I kind of separated them into the three so that you can kind of uh, decide, yeah. you can combine, you can do them all, whatever you wish. <laughs> 
I, I really like that, how that is actually something that seems like it was much more like the, the biggest part of the inspiration there came from the yoga side of things because of that sun salutation and because of the, you know, the different types of yoga, I, I want to say moves that there are that there um, yeah. practices that there are that go along with that, because you're so right there. I, and that's another thing where I liked how your book brought together all little things that I knew and kind of made a lot more sense of it. Cause I, like I said, I've been doing my, my YouTube yoga. I know when it's like, okay, sun salutation, but that that's just, to me, it's almost like that's the name of the post. And like, when I learn, oh, there's so much more behind, like, I don't know the history of yoga. I don't know all of the words behind it and what they mean and the different poses is when you get to like, okay, sun salutation. This is a whole, mm -hmm. this is in a way like a ritual of, you know, or appreciating or giving, you know, notice to the sun. And then the way in which you can like bring magic to that, that is, I love that because it, yeah, it does kind of bring that string of tying it all together and yeah, with that earth. But I will say with the earth magic, even though I'm connecting more to the, uh, the fairies part of it, mm -hmm. I would love to know, uh, I haven't read it yet. I'm waiting for, I know you have a contest going on with your, um, with your kitchen, witch book. <laughs> and, uh, I'd love to know, uh, just for anybody who has maybe read yoga for witches, um, but is also interested in more of that kind of kitchen, witch. one of our, one of our book club members immediately ordered your uh, kitchen, witch book, but, um, but yeah, could you just tell, like, give a brief overview of maybe what that is for anybody interested? Sure. So kitchen, Witches is quite a departure from so my first two books, Yoga for Witches and Yin Magic, are very much yoga and witchcraft kind of combined. Kitchen Witch is a kind of a step away into very much um, folklore and folk magic, um, mm. specifically from kind of my heritage here in England and Europe. There is just such a beautiful history of the magic of food and everything from you know from when we first kind of gathered around campfires and you know said our thanks to the spirits for the feast and the successful hunt and there's this magic of food that kind of runs through centuries and kitchen which is a very modern term um it's a lovely one but it, it's very modern um and although there's no kind of lineage of the kitchen which as such as humans our, our magical practices with food is mm -hmm. is very storied beautiful history and runs right back to our, our beginning of civilization. So Kitchen Witch is an exploration of the magic of food and just kind of following these beautiful threads of folklore about superstitions, fairy tales, and just kind of getting into the kind of sumptuous story of food and why it is so magical. Um, and, and maybe that will help us kind of see food in a more magical and enchanted way. So there are elements <laughs> of the ideas of, um, sorry, the ideas of yoga for witches, you know, the idea of kind of looking things slightly differently, connecting to things a little more, maybe seeing a little more magical potential in food and just, you know, gratitude for the food and, and yeah. the earth that grows in. And, and, you know, so there's a lot going on in Kitchen Witch, but it is uh, many stories about the magic of food and the history of specifically women uh, and witches and Kitchen Witches and uh yeah, that's it. <laughs> that, that sounds that sounds really magical, and I I'm really excited to to read that as well because I am someone who that is not present in my life, and I know that if it was, that could be a big 
a big change, like a big difference for me. I, uh, what I put up on the magical book club uh, with my, with my tarot cards and the Oracle cards this morning was like, you know, what's missing, like, what's the thing that's missing that you're not like connecting to. And I like, I really do feel like that is a huge thing for me. I've had a food struggle my whole life. And I really like that magic part of, you know, even learning the history of it. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely someone who, when you tell me why I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, like I, I, I'm wondering the why part of it. And I feel like that is, you know, if there's a magical tale that goes on behind it and learning the magic of food, I definitely, um, I'm very excited to explore that. That sounds like a, I feel like it would add to your journey beautifully of the the fairies. There's a lot of, you know, stories of the fairies and how offerings were made to the fairies and, um, you know, blessings to the earth to, you know, help harvests grow and things. So I think it's, it could add to your journey of fairy magic beautifully. So yes, yes. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited. And, um, and because this is associated with, you know, an astrology podcast, I wanted to ask you, even though this isn't about your book, but what are your thoughts and feelings on astrology? Do you have thoughts and feelings on it? I do have thoughts and feelings. Um, I was, I was kind of a bit worried when I kind of signed on because I was like, I don't, I know very little about astrology. Interesting and fascinating that it is. I was like, yeah. God, if you ask me anything, I'm going to be like, oh, I don't know. Um, all I know for myself is that uh, I'm a Libra. Uh, so airy sign, which makes sense because I have a million fairy thoughts all floating around. Um, <laughs> and I know I was born on, on a full moon night and that's all oh. I've got. But, um, but then whenever you talk to someone about it, it's all kind of like, God, that's fascinating. Because someone yes. will know, you know, oh, well, what's your sun sign and what's your house and what's your rising? And it's all these fascinating things that can help you understand yourself a little more, perhaps, or mm-hmm. kind of understand maybe your path and anything, you know, whether it's yoga, whether it's astrology, whether it's mindfulness, whether it's gardening, anything that helps you kind of understand your, your energy, yourself things that inspire you you know is is awesome but yeah astrology I find fascinating but really know absolutely nothing about like you know a big list of things I'm like I really should learn about this but I haven't quite got around to it yet no I just I like to I like to ask it for whenever we do an interview on the podcast even if it's someone who doesn't even know what their sun sign is and I'm like I promise you're this sign come on let's do an interview (laughs) you know I I just like to ask what what people's background are on it or what their thoughts are on it and Mm. um and I think that that's like a beautiful way also of showing you can know so much on one subject area and there's still a million more out there that are there are left to explore and that's something with astrology I feel like the more I learn the more I realize there's so much more to learn and I love that no I I remember I always do this when I'm reading I either try to guess what the character signs are or I try to guess what the author's sign is before looking and I was like what is she and then you said in the book you are a Libra and I underlined that I sent it to our group chat she's a Libra It's but, beautiful, and it, yeah, oh, it's beautiful how people, are, you know, how do we make sense of the stars and the moon yeah. and the sun? And it's, it's wonderful the things that humans can create to make sense of this world and this universe, and oh, so exciting. Yeah, and yeah, and the, the knowledge that you know, there's always more for us to learn. That's exactly, exactly. And and one thing that just like I, I was thinking about, I was thinking about yoga. And so you said you're born on a full moon, so automatically that well, that's just very exciting. I love knowing the moon signs of or the the moon phases and everything. But so you must have an Aries moon then if you're born on a full moon, because oh. uh, whenever you are a full moon, I'm writing. Down. Yeah. Whenever, uh, <laughs> whenever you're born on a full or whenever there's a full moon, it's the opposite moon the, and sun. Oh. Yeah. So that would be that you are, uh, which is actually one of our book club, 
one of our book club uh, members is a Libra with an Aries moon. So I'll have to ask her what her thoughts are after this, uh, after this interview. Oh yeah. I'm so Googling this after we finish. Yes. Like, oh, tell me everything about Aries moon. <laughs> yeah. And um, you, we have an episode on Aries moon. You should, you should have a listen, but um, yeah. And, and I always, I was thinking about this with yoga and how, what like elements do, cause I always think in elements, earth, air, fire, and water. And I think, oh, yoga is so earth. It's so earth. And so all people who are into yoga, who are really into yoga must be earth signs. And then I think about, uh, my friend, my co-host that I've mentioned, she has so much air and she has fire, but she's got a lot of air going on and some water going on and really lacks a lot of earth in her chart. And then that kind, and I was thinking, oh, and then Sarah is a Libra, which is another air sign. And I just think that's such a beautiful, I don't know, realization that I had with like, when you just think about categorizing something, it's like maybe air, air people seek yoga in a way for that grounding. And cause air is so up in the clouds and what a beautiful practice and what a beautiful, um, yet can be simple enough way to quiet your mind because that's what mm-hmm. I remember, you know, the whole thing that you connected yoga and witchcraft together was this quieting your mind. And when yoga allows you to quiet your mind, it's the same as when you're doing any sort of kind of spiritual practice. And I love the idea that very airy people that are always in their head have this moment that allows them like, whew, let's cut out all the noise and let's connect down to the ground. And I feel like yoga is an earth thing, but I think it can speak so beautifully to those other elements as well. And I I love that. I love that idea. Yeah, absolutely. We're doing yoga because we need it. We need that earth thing because we're all we're all up in the clouds and we need to come back down to earth. So uh, yeah, I, I imagine there'll be some other air, air element yoga teachers who are just like, yeah, we need that time to connect to the earth. Which is which is such a, a great, a great, I don't know, way to realize instead of just um you know, like I said, where I'm like, oh, I know I have so much earth in my chart. I should be better at this. And it's like, well, maybe I already have all of that. I need to seek Mm -hmm. some of the stuff that I have less of and, and find those practices to really give me that extra, that extra balance. It's, I love the idea of, of that. Yeah. Yoga really is a grounding thing. And when we need grounding, what a great, what a great practice. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then the last thing I just wanted to mention was that I know you have meditations on insight timer and I discovered that and, and yeah, you, you're sharing fairy tales on there too, right? I am, which it kind of, it, you could probably track my books, like the books I'm writing from the meditations I'm doing on Inside Timer, because I did like a whole series of kind of witchy ones. I've done a series of sort of yoga inspired ones, like um, the chakras and kind of yoga nidra. And, and now you can totally see the kitchen witch era because all the fairy tales have come out and um I mean, some of of them are just me reading my favorite fairy tales, basically. But, um, you know, fairy tales and folklore are such a beautiful way. Again, these kind of ideas of the things we create as humans and fairy tales and folklore often speak to um, hopes we have or fears we might have. And so there's that in the sense that there's kind of this interesting experience of hearing these fairy tales, but also hearing them again as adults is always fascinating because you've got that kind of memory of some of them you've got that interesting kind of revisiting of them so they are in it's an interesting journey to come back to fairy tales I think and um I, and, I love and, that yeah <laughs> did you did you read a lot of fairy tales as a kid are these coming from like childhood or like more or just more of a fascination now or um I definitely 
fairy tales and folk tales specifically so I had a sort of folksy folksy upbringing um okay. so folk tales are kind of and again sort of in the, the area I am in England is is a very kind of um it's a very magical area so there are a lot of folk tales there are a lot of folk practices that still kind of go on here so I think you kind of just absorb them you know from people yeah. um and there's kind of these myths that you just remember from you know from from people which is part of the fun because that's what folk tales are they're kind of just stories of the people yeah um, so that was really fun and yeah insight time is just a wonderful platform for just all these these meditations that are just they're free you can just go and listen to them and I must have like a hundred on there now, but it's like, it's so fun. Cause it's like, Oh, here's this theme that I kind of want to ex- explore. Let's do it as a meditation and just kind of see where it goes. <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of some magical line between sort of story and meditation and, and journey. And it's kind of fun to, to share that with people. Yeah. I, um, I, when I realized that it was kind of a fairy tale retelling, I was using it as, as like, sometimes I will use insight timer as like a meditation, but this, I was like, I'm going to like clean while I listened to this, it was kind of like a nice uh, background little fairy tale story that, okay, I can, you know, make this time enjoyable by having this going on in the background. And, and I, it was fun to find you on that. And when we, uh, when we read uh, a year of mystical thinking by Emma Howarth and talking about meditations and some of our, one of our book club members brought up insight timer and I had never heard of it. And then I saw that, that you were on there. It's like, this is my worlds of, I need to come to England because between the two of you and all these fairy tales <laughs> and magical folklore, I need to, I need to come back to England and I'd love to go to Bath. That that's, I'm a Jane Austen fan and that is a place I've always wanted to go to <laughs> the J obviously the Jane Austen festival I know we're going off on quite a tangent here but the Jane Austen festival in September it's just hundreds of people dressed in Regency costume promenading around it is just it's Bridgerton brought to life we're oh my god swooning <laughs> with our bonnets and our fans and it's just it's so fun um I'm, so yeah I'm, I mean I'm adding it to my calendar that sounds magical <laughs> You know, just Bath is a great place for, for women authors. So we had Jane Austen, we had um, Mary Shelley. Um, so it's kind of, uh, yeah, women authors. Woo. So Love it. that's fun too. <laughs> Love it. Well, where could, where could people find you and where could they find your book or and your other books and upcoming books? <laughs> All my things going on. <laughs> um, so Insight Time is a great way to say hello. And I'm just there at Yoga for Witches. So it's just the title of the first book. Um, and then from there, that kind of just links you to everything. Um, my publishers, Womancraft Publishing, are fantastic. And they also sell all the books. Um, so you can buy direct from them. And then you get um, like a signed copy and you get a fun bookmark. And that's cool. So that's just womancraftpublishing.com. Um, and then if you want to join me for a little bit of yoga or meditation, then my website is sentiayoga.com, which is S-E-N-T-I-A. Uh, she was a Roman goddess of awareness. Uh, oh. So sentiayoga.com will bring you to my website that's kind of like, hi, I'm a yoga teacher, but I also write books. So this website's kind of a little bit of mix of everything. Um, <laughs> but that's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, it has been really, really fun talking to you. And I'm so glad that we got to read Yoga for Witches for Magical Book Club. And it really just having authors be involved as just the biggest reading person there is, I it just makes me so happy. So thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Thank you so much for involving me. And yeah, as as authors, there's nothing more thrilling than having people do book clubs. It's like, my gosh, people actually like the book and they're sitting around talking about it. I'm a real author now. Now yes. my book's in a book club. So <laughs> we love it as much as you guys do. So we're very, very happy, very grateful. Thank you. Thank you. 